This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from soaked, rainy Southern California, Los Angeles. It is cold, it is rainy, and it is a cold, cold, dark day for one Donna Adelson, who thought that she was going to get to just fly away in the sunset, go off to wonderful Vietnam, have some banh mi, have some bok wan, via Dubai, maybe go see that beautiful Palm Island that they built. But alas, she did not make it. So we'll get into that. Plus, by the way, Taylor Swift is making quite an outing in New York City these days. And you know what? I couldn't care less, but apparently New York Magazine can. And I'm headed back to Ohio beginning of December. Should I go see my father in prison or not? That is the question that I want us all to weigh in on. I'm Collier Landry. Let's get into it. Testimony continued today in the most notorious criminal trial. When I was 12 years old, my testimony sent my father to prison for murdering my mother. I decided at an early age that our trauma should not be what defines us. It's what we choose to do with it that does. I'm here to share my unique perspective on true crime, mental health, society, and popular culture, albeit with a slight sense of humor. I'm Collier Landry, and welcome to my show. Mover Nation, live on a Wednesday from, like I said, rainy, cold Southern California. It is so gray outside, I can't even see myself. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Um, uh, this is the Call Your Landry Show, where I offer you my unique perspective and move you past the headlines of true crime, mental health, and society and pop culture, albeit with a slight sense of humor. Wherever you are and however you may be listening or watching, Thank you for making us a part of your day. Uh, guys, what a week it has been for planned escapes. And um, I know there's been a lot about this uh, this Adelson case because Charlie Adelson was convicted last, what was it, last Tuesday. And everybody was wanting to know what's going to happen with Donna, what's going to happen with Wendy. And I'm going to do another video, which is going to come out a little later tonight, uh, about some exclusive stuff that I have from some interviews that I've done way back in the day about uh, Donna Adelson's involvement in the family and with Dan Markell. Uh, so stay tuned to that because you'll get that straight from the horse's mouth that is Ruth Markell, her, his mother, who is probably feeling pretty good right now. Um, I mean, not pretty good. That's a, that's a really, actually, not the most accurate of statements. This, this whole thing is very unfortunate. And, you know, as I discussed last week, there are a lot of ancillary victims, which is always my take on true crime, right? We get caught up with the salacious headlines. We want justice. We want to see the bad guys go to prison. We want to see the victims get some sort of restitution. And sadly, that's not really how it works. You know, I'm here to tell you straight from the horse's mouth that it is a, it's a really hard road to hoe and a really tough hill to climb. It's almost like you feel like Sisyphus pushing that boulder up the mountain a lot of times when dealing with this type of thing. And, um, you know, I feel bad for 
the Markels and what they've had to go through. And they're, you know, it's been a, you know, almost 10 years since this occurred. But alas, Donna Adelson thought that she was going to get away. And um, one of the most interesting things, and like, and I know some of you have been critical of my take on the case. I didn't get certain facts right. I thought Catherine McBenoit had worked for the facility or the, the family dental practice, but alas, she was just put on the payroll by Donna Adelson. I get some of the details mixed up. A lot of people, and, and I want to share this with you guys because I know that we all dive into these true crime cases and we... And I, some of you guys have been watching this thing and, and, and following this case for years, and I absolutely appreciate your perspective. I will tell you one thing. As someone who's been through all of this, there are only a couple of people that know the truth, know like what really happened. And that is Dan Markell, who's no longer with us. That is Charlie Adelson, who is incarcerated, and the two hitmen, and, and Catherine McManwell, and now Donna Adelson and the Adelson family. It's a very small circle of people that actually know what happened in this situation. So we should all take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. That's just my caution to that. Uh, I think we get caught up in a lot of the minutia in true crime. I was in a documentary earlier this year done by Vice. We talked about America's obsession with true crime. And I think we all get wrapped up in the nitty gritty and the details. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that None of these people are telling the truth. They're not going to tell the truth to us. You know, as someone who relentlessly investigated and, and went through my own personal journey, going, so, uh, going as far to try to get an answer out of my father and make a film about it, to get that answer, you never get the truth. Like, these people are never going to admit to what they did fully. Uh, you know, it's so, so bad. But this case really goes down the rabbit hole. And... One of the things that I find rather ironic, I think a lot of us have, is that um, Donna Adelson was having jailhouse calls with um, her son, Charlie Adelson, post-conviction. So within the last week, so she was arrested on Monday night, so it's Wednesday, so it was 48 hours ago, but she was having these calls and apparently, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but apparently I heard that she's a lawyer. So I may or may not be mistaken on that. You can let me know in the comments below. But uh, I heard that, um, yes, Collier is on. Is Collier not on? Do we not see Collier? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, Collier in chat. I just got to stop here. Are we not seeing me? Is that not? I mean, I look like I'm live. Uh, sometimes the Internet gets wacky here because it's... Uh, it's raining and, and whatnot. So, um, <laughs> old lady Snoop, thank you so much. You are my, Collier is my priority now. I love that. Uh, we see you. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Karen Van. Um, okay, so back to what I was saying. And correct me if I'm wrong, was she a lawyer or not? Was Donna Adelson a lawyer? This is what I heard. So, I, um, I, um, let me see. So she had these conversations, these jailhouse conversations, which of course are not privileged communication. Um, even she's not his lawyer, right? And she said that she was uh, feeling like she either had two options and she was preparing trusts for her grandchildren and getting things in order. It was either preparing to, as the YouTube's like, unaliving herself <laughs> or fleeing to a non-extradition country. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background because 
the second part of the plan sounds like something that we all could possibly do, right? So I'm going to tell you about, so I have a very good friend that was, uh, who is a federal agent. He is, uh, he's worked for the Secret Service, the S FBI, and for the last probably 12 years uh, that we've been friends, he's been working for the Department of Homeland Security, maybe a little bit more actually. I may have met him when, we, when he had just started with DHS, so maybe he's been there about 15 years. Anyways, this guy knows how it works. So uh, 2017, end of 2017, I'm premiering the first premiere of A Murder in Mansfield in New York City. And my friend lives in New York. I said, hey, man, I, I, I let him know a couple weeks in advance. I said, hey, I'm getting tickets. I got a ticket for you for the screening and a date, whatever. And uh, he was super excited. And uh, he, he messaged me. It was during the screening or right, I think it was right before the screening, actually, now that I think about it, and said, I can't make it, bro. And I was like, oh, okay, he's like a work thing came up. And he came to the after party later to see me and um, uh, a couple of days later because I had a couple of screenings and um, he came out to meet me and he explained to me the whole story, which was somebody <laughs> had, and he was working in, um, in a division that deals with um, children, child victims. Uh, they, they refer to it as CP. I'm not going to get into what that is, but uh, you can use your imagination. It's a very tough thing for him to, to, to like have to, this is, it was a really tough uh, division for him to work in for Homeland Security. A gentleman had, had, uh, had taken the life of a, of a, of a child and had fled the country 15 years to a non-extradition country <laughs> Venezuela, to be specific, which I don't know if you guys know the sort of socio-political environment or, or around that time, so that's five, six years ago. Uh, you know, we were not very on very good terms with Venezuela. I don't think we still are. Um, you know, that dates back to the Chavez re regime, and it's not Hugo anymore. It's his brother, I believe, that controls the country. Maybe things are, there's a lot of oil at stake there, and they're sort of, I believe even George Bush referred to him as part of the axis of evil. I might, I, I might be mistaken on that way, way back when he was president, George W. Bush. However, um, we didn't have good relations with them. Uh, this gentleman was coming back into the United States, had booked a ticket into the United States. And, and what had happened is, is there were federal agents that were in Venezuela to go extract this guy. And uh, he came back to the United States and they were greeting him at the airport. So unless you are somebody like Julian Assange, who gets, um, who is a very high profile person, right? I was at the Colombian embassy in London and outside screaming, Julian, Julian, because I thought it was kind of humorous. It was right by Harrods, right down the street. I have my Harrods mug on my desk. Look at that. Harrods mug from London. Um, he was in the, or sorry, Ecuadorian embassy, not the Colombian, Ecuadorian embassy, uh, where he was a guest in London. Uh, two days after I was there, he was pulled out, yanked out of that thing. Uh, Donna Adelson is not someone who is going to get that type of protection. So the idea that she was going to make this getaway and live happily ever after is utterly fanciful. And as I like to say, and which will be a t-shirt in my collection on my store, Never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. And I think we all saw that unfold there. Uh, having a jailhouse conversation, talking about leaving the country, making plans. There's even, um, there was even talk that uh, federal agents have been tailing her for a while. 
Uh, obviously, they were tailing the family for a while, and they were very well aware of what was going to happen. I, um, again, I never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. I think that um, a lot of these people who commit these crimes, and, and I would say uh, Alec Murdoch would be one of these people in the last year, um, who perpetrate these crimes and think that they can just, they are somehow above the law. They are smarter than everyone else and not some, even some dumb cop. And, you know, I have, when I usually go back to Ohio, I go see David Messmore, who was the detective from my father's case. And he even talks about how my father, he'll, he'll refer to it as he's like, yeah, these dumb, stupid cops aren't going to figure me out. They're not going to be, they're not going to be hip to what I'm doing. Um, I got news for you. They all get caught in the end. It's uh, technology and the way that people track. Uh, you can be tracked on the internet, your movements. I mean, um, just don't do bad stuff. Don't do bad stuff anyways. Like, forget the fear of getting caught and, and, uh, and uh, you know, facing some sort of penalty. Let's just not, let's just not hurt each other. Let's just not you know, victimize one another. And, you know, let's stand up for the victims. Anyways, diet rant over about her, but oy vey, what a just absolute thing. Um, thank you so much, old lady Snoop. Yes, please like subscribe. She's yelling too. It's all caps yelling. Ah, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what a great deal. Yes, it is a great deal. And if you join my Patreon or you join, become a channel member, you can also see that. I So I posted my first video ever, as promised to my channel members and my Patreon subscribers, that I would play a little music for y'all because you see the guitars in the background and I have all of that. And I'm getting comfortable with this because I'm a lot of this, what I'm doing project-wise is creating something out of my story like a one-man show, which I want, uh, which, yeah, you know, having done a TED Talk and having traveled around the world spoken uh, and doing speaking gigs, I'm very excited about. So uh, it was a good way for me to push myself out there. It was terrible, by the way. Absolutely horrific. Um, it was so much better before I started filming. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it, inspire, it inspires, inspires me to do a lot more of that. So um, for those of you that haven't seen that. Uh, Tina Luffman, I hope you are feeling better, by the way. I remember you messaged and said that you were not feeling well. Uh, welcome, Court McNeil. Hello, hello. Hello, Kim Shoren. Old Lady Snoop, again, thank you so much for being there. And um, Catherine Billinghurst, all the way from beautiful Australia. Uh, there is a new show, by the way, on television called Sydney NCIS, um, which is like an NCIS spinoff. Like, I don't know how many of those there are. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I have a, for you guys who are channel members, uh, I'm going to be putting out a survey in the next couple of days, uh, where you guys can weigh in on the content that I'm creating and weigh in on the lives, because I'm going to start spacing these lives out because it's a YouTube thing. It's a YouTube thing. I won't be doing back-to-back -back lives. Uh, my new plan is to do the Wednesday wrap, which is what we're on now. And then we will have the Sunday sessions. And those will probably most likely be in the early evening on Sundays. I'm figuring that out. But channel members, there's going to be a survey is going to go out to you guys and Patreon members as well. And you guys can weigh in on that. And then I'll open that survey up to the rest of you as well uh, later on after the members uh, weigh in. But um, so thank you so much for your support. It greatly helps. Speaking of support, if you guys are doing uh, any holiday shopping, the link below uh, that is scrolling across the screen. So I have an Amazon shop. 
I've been an Amazon influencer um, for like a year. And I really, you know, if that's for the people that you go on Amazon, you see that are doing the things and saying, I love this product, check this product out. And they, they do the little videos, they do them on YouTube, on social media. I'm one of those people. I just don't do those videos. But it is a unique way for you guys. To, you click the link, it'll take you to my store, and then you just shop on Amazon. And I earn a commission from wherever you get. It is not a huge commission, but every little bit helps. It's a great way to support this channel and not and and it's of no financial cost to you other than what you're buying on Amazon. It doesn't mark things up. It's just a straight. It's just you buy stuff on Amazon. And I wish that it would apply to me so I could use it for myself because I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, on my store I also have little little products that I'm into and things that I that I that I recommend that you know like health products and facial products and things that I'm that I'm into um, that you guys can check out if you so choose and if not you just shop on Amazon like regular but I would uh, if you guys wouldn't mind please uh, consider supporting me that way uh, there's also a link in the description box below you just click on it it's uh, it's either goes from my website to Amazon or you can click the direct link that is in the ticker scrolling across the screen right now uh, so I would greatly appreciate it thank you so much because holidays are upon us and maybe one of these days i will be i maybe one of these days i will be um doing uh i will be doing that so karen fan uh i'll be hawking products on amazon just kidding or maybe qvc you never know uh karen fan this is movie phone hold on movie phone movie a murder in mansfield um okay it's on movie phone that's interesting i don't know where this thing goes off my contract is over so i don't know where it's all going but karen fan thank you so much for promoting the patreon if you join the patreon the film is in the patreon so if you join even at the lowest level it's on there you can also purchase it in the links below as well uh murder in mansfield all like i said all goes to support hey movers did you know that one in five americans has learned a new language on their bucket list if you're one of them Make 2024 the year you finally check it off with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Designed by over 150 language experts, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are your passport to speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Real people, real conversations, that's the Babbel way. Babbel's tips and tools are not just lessons. They're companions in real-life situations. The approachable, accessible content is delivered through conversation-based teaching ensuring you're ready to shine in the real world. Before Babbel, I couldn't imagine effortlessly ordering food, asking for directions, or chatting with local merchants, and all without consistently checking a language app while I'm on vacation. But Babbel makes it easy, providing the practical skills you need for real-life scenarios. Struggling with pronunciation? Babbel's got your back with speech recognition technology, helping you perfect your accent and sound like a native speaker in no time. Hola. Hola. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash collier. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash collier, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash collier. Rules and restrictions may apply. This program. Uh, okay. So, uh, also one of the things we're doing, uh, is I'm going to be doing a movie club and that's, uh, for channel members, Patreon members, a movie club or a TV club or whatever it is, documentary club. It'll be sort of a thing. I'll assign it at the beginning of the month or middle of the month. We'll talk about it at the end because I do live meet and greets the last Sunday of every month. 
Um, so there will be one the, um, a few days after Thanksgiving coming up, I guess, next I guess that's next week. Wow, the months and time just flies. Uh, and um, so for December, we will do um, we will do some cool stuff. And I'll start that movie club up for everyone who participates in the channel. Um, sorry, I'm doing a lot of housekeeping here, guys. I apologize. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with people, and you guys can, you know, honestly, if you are a channel member and you are wanting to be a part of the meet and greets, the, the links are always in there. I'm doing it now for every level that you guys sign up at. Um, uh, you know, just to incorporate everyone. We have a great time on these meet and greets, by the way. But I want to talk to you guys about surviving twin flames. And I'm going to do a separate video about this. But have any of you seen this Netflix series? It came out last week. It came out last week. And as someone who is a documentary filmmaker and who has been very involved with documentaries, I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I was really sucked into this thing. And uh, I have shared it with some of my, I've shared it with uh, Roberta Blevins, who was a guest on the channel not too long ago. She was a recent guest on Survivor Squad. She hosts the podcast Life After MLM, and she was a part of the Lula Rich documentary series on um, Amazon. I texted her. I'm watching. I'm like, have you seen this stuff? Anyways, apparently there's two different documentaries. There's an article in Vanity Fair. There's something called De Desperately Seeking Partner, I believe, or Desperately, yeah, De Desperately Seeking Partner, I believe, is the other one. That, that one was done through Amazon, and there's another one that's coming out. About this, yeah, let's just call it what it is. It's a cult, this twin flames thing. And um, without getting too much into it, because like I said, I'm going to cover this in another video. I just have to have to figure out copyright with YouTube because I, I talked to a good friend of mine who does uh, movie reviews. I'm like, how, how do you, are you able to put that? Because I put the trailer in the, I was doing some tests, put the trailer in, but I wasn't sure if it would, if it, you know, it would work or not. And then I got a copyright strike and he's like, oh yeah, you got to do it this way. So I got to figure all that out. But um, Twin Flames, let me tell you something. It is terrifying. And there's another document that I talked about, and I'll, I'll probably revisit it. It's called The Love Fraud. That was on Showtime. I think that came out in 2021. It, came out, it did come out in 2021. About another person who was taking advantage of, who was a guy who literally was taking advantage of people, much like the, you know, a la the Tinder swindler. If you guys haven't seen that before, that's uh, utterly terrifying. Uh, Cat Loves Cat Skills. Thank you so much for buying a super sticker. I really appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, this Twin Flames thing. So, twi so Twin Flames or Twin Flames Universe was a Facebook group and it's a cult. Let's just call it what it is. And basically it started, uh, I mean, it's been around for a long time, um, since like 2016, 2017. And uh, obviously, obviously during the pandemic, all of these things just went bonkers because of our, you know, lack of connection with people during COVID and being, you know, isolated and, and, uh, you know, away from society in general. Right. Um, so it really, it really took off then, but before that it was quite popular. And basically what they claim is that we all have a twin flame, which I've, I've heard this before. Um, I actually did a film, short film called twin flames, uh, ironically with Wilmer Valderrama. If you guys know who he is, he plays, what is it on Fez on, um, on, um, that 70s show. Uh, I don't think he's a Scientologist, by the way. Uh, very nice guy. He was he was very nice to work with. Um, but we did this we did this short film called Twin Flames, which I'm sure has not seen the light of day. By the way, uh, shot that right before the pandemic. Um, but uh, this uh, this this um, 
this twin flames universe so it's you have we all have this twin flame that's out there in the ether it's our life partners who we're meant to be with that's our you know our equal you know one soul staring back into another all that all that wonderful gushy stuff right that we're all looking for in life right um and they just sort of take this to like the next level and it becomes cultish this is a family like this is like a husband and wife in michigan and so you know i'm from ohio so there's a rivalry of ohio and michigan and now i'm like yeah of course this is why we hate michigan people kidding but uh, a little bit uh but it's more of a football rivalry than a personal rivalry by the way it's it's all about college football for those of you who don't know so uh they there's a couple they live in michigan and they basically run this facebook group they run this website you sign up to be able to to find your twin flame and they select your twin flame for you and it is so random and so um so random and so weird yeah it's just it's just weird it's there is a young girl her name is marley i believe marley and she is in the film and she's 19 years old and she is very new to the group and she was referred through her i think it's her sister i didn't quite pick up what their relation was they look like their sisters but i think that maybe that was just my imagination running wild but basically they're like did you have a connection with this person did you have a connection with them okay great that's your twin flame and they'll randomly just pick people and she was explaining how she met this guy on facebook and they're like that's your twin flame and then she like talks to him and she comes back to the group and she says you know well i can't see him because he's gotten in trouble with the law um so he can't leave the state for a year it was a drug charge it was like all this bad stuff. and and she is obviously she was feeling that this guy was a bit lecherous and a bit uh um uh, just creepy in general and they're like no you've got to go move up to washington state and be with him there's a lot of you know any, all of these high control groups this is how they operate right and there's the the one messiatic person or person with the messiatic syndrome and then everyone else sort of follows that and this guy even goes as far as they start to try to make it a religion it just it has all these different genesises in this documentary and it's simply terrifying and you know it starts out with people just really wanting Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details really wanting to have uh, a genuine connection with someone and it it spirals into this whole madness of them selecting partners for people and telling them you know instructing them to go be with with this person and this is your twin flame and and you need to make it work at all costs and then there are people that have their relationships with these people there's this one young woman who i believe her name is lauren and she starts explaining to the group like this is my ex-boyfriend. We broke up. And they're like, that's your twin flame. You need to get him at all costs. Well, she tells him this and he files a restraining order. She ends up going out randomly to, uh, for her 30th birthday, uh, to a club. And he happens to be there and he calls the police. She gets arrested. She goes to jail. And because of this group, she had isolated herself from this. Uh, remember I told you I wasn't going to tell you all this stuff. I'm telling you all this stuff. 
it is what it is. Uh, she goes to this, she goes to this, uh, uh, you know, club and then she ends up getting arrested because of this group. She's alienated her family. She's cut them off. Cause they're like, your family doesn't support you. And they're telling, they're encouraging stalking like behavior. There are many people that talk about this in the documentary and it has many, many evolutions. It is very, very disturbing. And then it goes into this whole thing that they're going to start a religion. Oh, and by the way, let me, let me get into the, the meat and potatoes of this. What they do is they train you as a coach. So you sign up for your courses. You're paying money every month to be a part of this. And they make you a coach, which then you start coaching people using their teachings, but putting on these airs of who and who you aren't. And, oh, love is working for me. Because honestly, like if you go and see a coach, right? And I've done coaching for people. I've gone to life coaches. I've gone to people who help. I was talking to somebody who has a writing partner who's a coach. Uh, you know, it was a WGA multi Emmy award winning writer. And she's, she, she, uh, her coach is this person. And, and so she goes to her and, and all this, you know, coaches are very, very valuable, but these people are based, but you want to make sure that a coach, like if you go to the gym, I wouldn't want the guy that comes up to me to be, you know, 300 pounds and, and winded after 30 seconds of talking to me. I want the fit guy or girl that is like doing stuff, doing shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I understand people go and they get degrees and they can sort of tell you what's going on. They don't have to necessarily practice what they preach. Maybe they don't work out, but they know a lot about your, you know, they know a lot about physiology, physical therapy, the body, weight training. So those people are academics and that's great. I've seen trainers that are fabulous at that, that aren't like just ripped to pieces, but I want the people that look and walk the talk, <laughs> look the part. So they make these people put on airs about being in the, all these wonderful relationships that they're really not behind the scenes, behind the facade, their relationships are falling apart or they're not even connected with this partner that's supposedly their twin flame. So it gets into all this and it's just wild. It's wild. It's wild. And, uh, <laughs> and just disturbing. And they encourage this, this stalking behavior. And then I think to me, the most egregious thing that happens is then they, then they decide because they want to save money and they want to make money. They make it a religion. And this particular guy, who's the head guy with his wife. So they talk about their perfect twin flame relationship. They then, they then anoint, he anoints himself as being Jesus Christ. He is Jesus. And he starts growing. He has already has long hair, but he starts growing it. You know, he basically says that he's a Messiah. And then he gets very, very nasty with people. And then the worst thing is, as they have members who are transgender and they start labeling people with gender identities. They start giving them their gender identity instead of allowing the person to choose their gender identity, which I know this is a hot topic, you know, but people should be able to, to have the freedom to do what they want. Nobody should tell anyone, in my opinion, what gender they are. They, they need to work that out themselves. Just my opinion. It is what it is. They start assigning gender roles to people and, and it gets very convoluted. And I think the biggest thing for me in watching the, the film was that, and I know, I know trans people, I've, I've done film work with trans people. It really gives that whole thing a bad name and it makes, it, it wraps this cult up into this whole mess with people. Uh, and it makes, it just puts a really bad stain on it. And one of the things I loved the filmmakers do is they talked about people in the end, they put a d disclaimer up 
giving statistics about transgenderism and because it really vilifies it. And it vilifies it because these people are trying to make money off of it. They're like, oh, this is a trending topic, so we're going to talk about this. And we're going to start making our twin flames now this. They keep evolving, and it's like you can never – it's um, it's always a rug pull with the groups because that's how these high-control groups work. Once you get your fo footing, they rug pull you again, so you're just unstable. It's how narcissistic, abusive relationships work. They're always changing the rules behind your back, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I thought we were doing this, and now we're doing this. That's what happens, and it, it's just, it, it, it just dives into this whole territory of just, it's, it's very, very bad. And the worst thing is, is that, you know, this, you know, they still have 40 or 50,000 members that are a part of their Facebook group, or maybe it's 70, it's crazy. And they just, um, and, and, you know, they, they swear it's not a cult. It's very disturbing. It's very disturbing. Speaking of obsessions and cult-like behavior, Americans are apparently obsessed with where Taylor Swift is going to eat. Apparently she's not somebody who dines out a lot um, because she's Taylor Swift. And honestly, like she can't go anywhere without being mobbed. And as you know, most celebrities and people that go out to eat in these like, very fancy New York City restaurants are doing it to be seen. Or if they're a celebrity, they're reminding people, hey, I'm still here and you're flush with cash. And hey, come buy my movies or come see my television. You know, come see my movie, come watch my television show, et cetera, et cetera. Come to my Broadway play, whatever it is. Apparently people are very obsessed with who and where, who, what she's dining, she's eating, all of this. Uh, and it's obviously, a, it's a headline story in New York Magazine. And I could not care less. And I'm not even really going to give it any airtime. I just found it was funny. It says, quote, she eats, she pays, she gets the F out. Servers, bartenders, and owners explain what happens when Taylor Swift visits their New York City restaurants. So this whole Taylor Swift factor has been obviously a phenomenon. And I think I've mentioned on this program before I worked with her and she was very, very young, 2009. Um, but, uh, you know, she, she's been linked to uh, a football player from the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, and that's created a lot. And she's going to football games and people are, Swifties are mobbing the football games and <laughs> mobbing the social media and just all of a sudden very interested in the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> which I'm over the Kansas City Chiefs as a football fan. They're a great team, but I'm just, I'm over all of this. Um, but uh, the Swifties are, are, are very interested in what goes on and, and buying tickets and, and to football games. And it's, it's pretty nutty. Uh, even uh, uh, Tara's younger uh, nieces and uh, nieces are all about the Kansas City Chiefs and about football now because of Taylor Swift, which is also like a very cool, I mean, as much as I'm kind of like bagging on it, it is actually kind of a cool phenomena you know, people being come, you know, obviously you wouldn't say Taylor Swift fans are necessarily hardcore football fans, but it's, it's expanding people's horizons. And honestly for that, like, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, as much as I might find it annoying because I have issues with the team as a sports fan, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. I mean, people are expanding their horizons and it's kind of cool. And Taylor Swift is, I don't know if you guys have ever seen her documentary. I know there's many documentaries have been out, but this one came out during the pandemic. Uh, it's, Fabulous. She's ridiculously talented and gifted and just a very, very cerebral artistically. And just, yeah, she's, she's pretty badass. So, um, 
much respect to Taylor, but people are obsessed with where she's going to eat in New York City and who she moves and sits with. It's very, very funny to me. Uh, so I saw that pop up on the headlines. Um, Mover Nation, another thing that is creeping up is I am fast approaching my deadline. I booked my tickets yesterday to go to shout out Deborah Newell for the wonderful Christmas present uh, for Tara and I. So she's coming back to Ohio with me. <laughs> which will be interesting. I'm like, you know, look, uh, it's, it's kind of slow there. Just so you know, <laughs> it's not fancy Southern California, uh, but we'll see what happens. But uh, I reached out yesterday on the good old mobile device to the Reverend from my father's um, prison because about two weeks ago, and I've been telling you guys, I log on and, and I'd written my father some letters. I used to use an app called JPEG to be in contact with my father in prison. Now, I this year had sent him an email uh, for his birthday, which was on May the 1st, uh, reaching out to him and he had responded. I did not look at the response, but I went on about two weeks ago because somebody had posted, no, maybe not two weeks ago, week, week and a half ago. Somebody had posted on my Facebook page, which I don't check Facebook very often. But somebody had said, haven't heard from Doc, which is my father is known for, uh, known as in prison because he was a doctor. They call him Doc. Everybody has a nickname in prison. It is what it is. And I haven't heard from him for a while. So, of course, my anxiety and just, uh, I hope he's okay. You know, it's a weird, like I've said before in many episodes, it's very complicated being in my position and dealing with a father and, and who's done some really horrific things, obviously not only to my mother, but to me as well and my family and, you know, all the chaos. That's why I even have this channel. There we go. You guys know the story. I don't even need to get into it. Um, uh, you know, I still obviously feel very, um, you know, I worry about him. And uh, so when that person um, uh, said that they, didn't, they hadn't heard from him, hadn't got a response, I log on to the JPay app. And at first I thought it was because I got a new phone that it didn't transfer over, but they've actually, I went to the app and all the emails were gone, which is a major bummer because I was hoping to have those and I've never saved them or printed most of them out. Um, so uh, kind of a bummer. I'm going to see if there's a way to recover them somehow. Maybe I can call the service. I'm sure I could pay some money and get printouts if I want. They, it's, they are in business to make money after all. But uh, apparently the service cut off, um, cut off with the prison that my father is incarcerated in. So having direct contact with him, which was very easy at one point, is not so easy anymore. So uh, I reach out to the chaplain who was at, who my father worked for, who is not in the, f I don't think he was in the film. In fact, we were going to interview with him and they would not let us. That's what happened. Um, but, uh, and he responded to me last night and he, which I thought was really weird because it's Ohio weather and uh, or Ohio, Ohio weather. Oh boy, Ohio weather. Yeah, I'm getting prepared for it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
But he, uh, he did respond to me and he said, um, and he's a pastor, as I said, a reverend. And he says, good evening, Bumper. Now, Bumper is the name that my father has always called me. I've talked about it on the show many, many times. It's a nickname. It's when I grew up in a naval base in Dahlgren, Virginia. Good evening, Bumper. Hope you are doing well and prospering. I am retired from prison ministry and am preaching in local church and actively helping people in need. May God bless you. So I hope that I could get a message to sort of reach out because I am wanting and I'm going to have to call the Department of Corrections and find out to see if I am still on the visitation list because I think when I go back home, I'm going to go see my father. And I don't know how I feel about that because it's been a very long time um, and <clears throat> I don't know. And it's not really of a, it's not really a, um, like a closure thing or anything like that. It's most certainly not that, but it is like a, oh, I feel like I should check in and see him, but I'm also worried about him being infirmed. I don't know what condition he's in, uh, in the prison. Now I did communicate with my aunt on my father's side about a week ago or a week and a half ago, whenever this de email debacle happened, I think it was like a week and a half ago. And she had heard from him uh, on October 24th or October 22nd. And um, God, that hair is terrible. Um, and she had, uh, he had, he is supposedly <laughs> getting the Supreme Court of the United States, or sorry, the Supreme Court of uh, the state of Ohio to hear his case. A couple of years ago, he had gone on a podcast and said that he had found technicalities and paperwork for his sentencing, uh, which I'm sure we'll all see with this Charlie Adelson case too, or Adelson case and, and all these things. You know, there's a lot of technicalities that people try to try to found in uh, situations when they're guilty and they don't want to be in prison. Right. So uh, apparently he was claiming that there was a date not filled in at the proper time date after the fact and yada, yada. But apparently he believes that uh, that, he is convinced the Ohio state Supreme court is going to hear his case to let him out of prison. So I'm kind of curious about that. And I want to talk about that and I want to see if I can get him on the show, at least get him on the voice on um, the phone. It would make for interesting. It would make for interesting comments in the chat. Wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to try to see him, but again, I'm, uh, you know, I think you think about it in life, you know, the last time you see someone, okay, well, that's the, like, that's the last memory I had from you. Last memory I have is like hugging my father, telling him I love, I love him and him walking out of the room and me there with a the film crew. And that was it. Does that feel like this is the way that this should end? Or does it feel like I should go back and see him? Cause I don't know if he's, if he was, it, it sounded like from what he wrote that he's still a stable mind, which again, I've said many times, I hope this man lives to 120 because then I got a shot to making it to at least 70 or 80 in a sound mind and body. Um, but I, uh, I, I do worry about that. I, am I prepared to see him in that light? Like I kind of went like a heads up, like, is he okay? Is he in a wheelchair? Is he infirmed? I don't know. These are all the things that are racing through my head and I got to figure it out in the next three weeks. <laughs> like what I'm going to do <laughs> or less than three weeks. Uh, I got to figure it out um, when I go out to Ohio 
like what all that looks like. And if I could even see him at all, I don't even know if that's possible. I don't know if I've been taken off the visitation list. I know that I am not, uh, I am not in a good friendly standing with, um, <laughs> with the Ohio department of corrections <laughs> based upon my film. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely contemplating what that looks like. Um, cause I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it would be easier if the stupid email worked and I could just fire off an email and get communication. Cause I don't need anything for closure and it's not like I'm looking for closure. I'm just sort of like, Oh, it's been a while. I'd like to just sort of check in with him and just, I don't know. It's that human element, right? You want to, you want to make sure somebody is okay. I don't know. It's not an enviable position to be in. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. And as I think about things, even as, uh, you know, it, you know, he's older, right? So, uh, I would normally go and I would normally buy things out of the vending machine. So do I got to worry about like his health? Can he get, you know, stuff out of the vending machine, all this stuff, the sugar, you know, diabetes, like, what does that look like? I know he had sent me a health report a couple of years ago, which is now gone and, you know, disappeared into the ether. So I don't know what's up with that. Like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. Kim Shorn. I am conflicted indeed. Yes. And oh boy. Yes. Lo mejor para vos buena suerte. Dios te ayudo. Yes. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Yanina Cueva. Claro que sí. She says, um, all the best to you and, and good luck. God will help you in your, on your way. Uh, if that were me in the next, in the, the next two weeks, I would be filled with an acid reflux and IPS. Uh, yeah, that would be acid reflux and, um, IBS. Thank God I don't have either one of those. Actually, you know what? I, I ate some coconut macaroons last night, like 11 o'clock. And I woke up not feeling great. I didn't sleep great, but I think that has to do with the sugar, which is very, very bad. I've gone off my diet in the last couple of weeks, just for whatever reason, it's the holidays and whatnot. I still go to the gym, but <laughs> I've gone off my diet and uh, I had some macaroons last night and, um, I would not recommend It's like eating sugar before bed is absolutely eating sugar is not good anyways, but eating sugar before bed is not, it's like God awful. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Bonifacio Bonifacia. Oh, wow. On the outskirts. Call your Landry at the end of the day, still your father. And we can do for family within letting him, uh, within letting him with steal your joy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. That's a lot on the outskirts. I'm sorry to here um that's yeah it's very conflicted right it's very conflicting um how is the tattoo healing says black widow it is healing i'm gonna 
now that this will be done, I can finally do my tattoo video that I want to do for all the patrons and everything. But yeah, it's still scabbing, but it's healing up. My tattoo artist bailed on me yesterday. He was supposed to finish up a couple of other things and he bailed and he's now on his way to Savannah, Georgia, which really kind of pissed me off. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Seema <laughs> uh, Talk, you said coconut macaroons from the boardwalk. Uh, Jennifer Lewis, yes, without him letting him steal your joy, you don't have to become best friends. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> absolutely not. Thank you, Black Widow. Hi, Terry Fairfield. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I try to offer the introspective sort of stuff, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, wasn't worth it, huh? What was What was not worth it? Uh, Sarah Holman, the wasn't worth it, huh? Um, I mean the tattoo? Oh no, the tattoo was well worth it. <laughs> Absolutely well worth it. Well worth it. I love my tattoos, and the guy does a fabulous job. Which I'm a bummed. I'm bummed that he's leaving Los Angeles, but you know, whatever. I would be leaving Los Angeles if it looked like this all the time. I think we're in for a rainy uh, and cold holiday season and start to next year. That's you know the we had atmospheric rivers earlier in the year, which brought massive amount of rain, which California is, by the way, officially out of a drought, which is an amazing, you know, accomplishment. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of the rain. I am not a fan of the cold. It's why I don't live anywhere else. I like my sunshine. I like my ocean. <laughs> I like my outdoorsy stuff. That's what I'm into. Cold and rain, not so much. Not to kvetch, but, you know, we don't pay all this high rents, high gasoline, high food prices, deal with congestion and traffic and irritable people to sit in the rain and cold. <laughs> we are very lucky. You get very spoiled when you live out here. I mean, that's just the truth. Busby to you. Uh, did I get... Uh, did you get a chance to watch the footage I sent you? I'd love your thoughts on it. Busby to you. Did you send the video of the child that was testifying? Because I have that in the queue to watch and I've sent it to somebody else who has watched part of it. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's in, it, it's happening. Uh, it, 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 it's very interesting. That's for sure. Uh, six years old. That's pretty crazy. It ended up being a really good experience despite our tremendous differences and challenging past. Oh, Kim Shorn, where, where do we? I saw my birth mother a couple weekends ago for the first time in over. Whoa. I saw my birth mother uh, in a couple weekends ago for the first time in over 10 years to say that it, it was trepidatious would be an understatement. Yeah, I'm sure. That's a big step. Congratulations, Kim Shorn, for taking that step. Look. I'm here to let y'all know that it's that it's all going to be all right. You can go through crazy, you know, as I always say, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not law enforcement. I'm just a guy who's been through a lot of shit. I can make it through the shit. So can you, that's just how it all works. Um, so congratulations on confronting that demon because a lot of people, a lot of people don't do it. They, they check out and they do, you know, look, I haven't seen my father in, in, you know, six years or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, um, and again, it's sort of like, does it, is that the finality is the last time I see him, like he was able-bodied, he was this, I'm kinda, it's kind of what I'm going through. 
um, in my head. Just my opinion, you did nothing wrong just trying to find out who, uh, how he is. You have, an extended, you have extended my love to this man rather than hatred. Follow your heart. Oh, thank you so much. Cat loves cat skills. I think that's a positive way to look at it. Um, but congratulations on taking that step. I love the cold and rain. It's snuggle weather. I, yeah, I know. And, and by the way, Marisol, who had a birthday over the weekend, 11-11 was Marisol's birthday. And uh, she is a big girl now. She is one year old. Um, she does not like the rain either. But she just would not go outside and go do her potties, which is what she's supposed to do. And um, she's just looking at me like, why are we out here in the rain? And I'm like, hey, bud, this is, this is it. <laughs> but of course, she doesn't hurry up. Uh, Busby to you. Okay, cool. Got it. Uh, Karen Fan, we, we lived in Southern Cali a few years. Yeah, I, I love Southern California. I, I love living here. I love living here. We get very, you get very, very, I got very spoiled very quickly living out here because, um, yeah, the weather's like always beautiful. I live right on the coast. It's, it's amazing, but yeah, it's really gray and ugly outside right now. I'm not a fan, not a fan, not a fan of this time of year either. To be honest with you, I don't like when it gets dark early, not a fan. I get up now at, at f between five and five thirty. So I can catch the daylight. Actually, this morning I was up at five and the daylight did not quite, it wasn't quite sunrise yet. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe I could sleep in a little later. Uh, I don't like the shortened days. Not a fan at all. Not a fan. Coffee Buzz, did you give the silicone cupcake mold back? I did give the silicone cupcake mold back. Yes, before she could tear into it too, because she'll destroy that. Um, yeah. Marisol and her little cupcake, which that cupcake video, a lot of people like the cupcake video. At least I'm in Michigan and my father's in California, so he won't likely come to my house. Yeah, I don't think he's coming anywhere. I don't think he can get it, get out of the state. Um, but again, doesn't make it any less, uh, less hard for you to deal with uh, on the outskirts. And yeah, it's tough. It's tough stuff. Tough stuff. I like the cooler weather myself. Personally, I get hot pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, I could live in in warm weather for ever. Um, I could live in warm weather for ever. I could live in Arizona. I could live in the desert. I I like all of that. So uh, you can always go visit Savannah. It's a it's it's a beautiful city. I know. I, I I told the tattoo artist I was like I have to come visit you, and he's like, well, you can stay at my house. I have. I'm trying to think about it. I have been to Savannah, Georgia. I told him I wasn't sure. I have been to Savannah. And yeah, it is very pretty. Uh, I love that old, like old Southern charm and those houses and everything. It's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Blackwater says, I'm kind of sick in the rain. Um, I'm kind of sick of the rain in Ireland, but not saying it out loud. Uh, Karen Fan, I live in Missouri and I do not like the colder. Yeah, Missouri. Yeah, no, not so much. Um... Uh, yes. So old lady Snoop, that was my thing. So I wasn't going to mention that, but yes, Carrie Rawson's experience of seeing her father in a wheelchair and not being able to really talk. Yeah. That kind of, um, that kind of, uh, put me off the subject a little bit. It's exactly what I was thinking. I just didn't. Um, and that is what's causing my reticence. Absolutely. I, cause I thought about that and I thought, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really prepared to see that. I don't know. 
um, if that's the case. But again, that man could be walking around and just, you know, fine. So who knows? Who knows? Um, again, I hope for option B. I hope he is like running sprints around the place. Uh, that would that would bode well for my longevity. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm glad that you, uh, that you felt like you, uh, that, uh, that it worked out for you and that you glad you, you went to see your birth mother, Karen Shorn, uh, Kim Shorn, Karen, Kim Shorn. Um, fear not once this, thankfully once the solstice comes again, the days will get longer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they will. I count down to that, by the way, that's December 30 or December 21st, correct? The shortest day of the year. I literally have those days like embedded in my brain. Uh, yeah, I count like the, I, I have like the countdown, like, okay, Thanksgiving. Okay. Now we're, it's a less than a week from a month away. So it's like what 40 or 36 days away. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan of the short days. Uh, I'm so Canadian. I love the cold and snow, um, but not the ice. Yeah, no, no. I mean, cold and snow is beautiful, though, too. Uh, do you think... Do I think it was my dad? Do I think it was my dad in the toilet with a note as a kid? I, I don't know what that is, Lightning. On Velvet, uh, do you think it was your dad in the toilet with a note as a kid? I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. We're finally getting San Diego weather here in Florida. Oh yes, I know you don't like that. Clearly you have, uh, Collier, old lady soup, clearly you have great genes. Hopefully your longevity is just as charmed as your gorgeous face. Oh, thank you, that's very sweet. You are so loved. And I'm glad you're counting down too, Kim Shorn. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I think I've told you guys about that I do the speed bag at the gym, which is the boxing bag, you've seen the videos. And one of the guys that like, I'd show who, whose bag I was hitting. He's this guy named Jimmy, an older guy. I came to find out he's 77 years old. And his buddy that he does the speed bag with is 80, almost 81. And those guys are in that gym. And I'm just, I'm just staring at them. I'm like, that is amazing. Like they are just moving and grooving around, like hip, cool. And Jimmy smokes three cigarettes a day, he says. <laughs> Because they all, the guy who's 81, almost 81, he's like, don't smoke. He's like, no stress. I think I maybe said this before. Don't, no stress. E yeah, eat right. Get your, get your sleep. Sleep is a big thing. And exercise. And, yeah, and don't smoke. And then Jimmy's like, well, I smoke three cigarettes a day, but, you know, I'm healthy. I would add to that, don't drink alcohol too. That is not good for your longevity either. There's been a lot of research that's been coming out about that as well. Um, this whole like one drink a day or three drinks, three drink, you know, maximum, like it's just all, it's all bad for you. It's just bad for you. It's poison. That's why you get drunk. Alcohol is poison. Um, not shaming anyone that drinks. I was, I was a drinker for a long time. I get it. Um, it works for some people. Some people it doesn't work. And I'm glad I stopped what, you know, was going to be, it was like a month it has now been th over three years. So um, I was like, oh, I'll quit for a month. And three years later, here we are. Um, very good decision. Just you feel better. But <clears throat> so if anybody's struggling with that, give it a try. Try it for a month. See what happens. You'll be pleasantly surprised, especially when it comes to your sleep. You're like, God, I feel really well rested. God, nothing hurts. No joints hurt. 
Man, that's fabulous. Uh, Dr. MLS, uh, are you afraid you will regret if you don't go to see, uh, go to see him? I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. Uh, yes. Black Widow, Thank you so much. So, uh, I have a CD, a CBD sponsor, but their sponsorship is over with, but you can check it out next Evo naturals. If you go, so I have been obviously using CBD for, uh, uh, managing my anxious feelings and managing my sleep. And I've been using next Evo naturals, premium CBD, which you guys can get by going to nextevo.com forward slash MPT, get 25% off your purchase by using my code MPT. That's N E X T evo.com forward slash mpt check it out it's a fabulous fabulous product it has been helping my it's been doing wonders for my sleep their nighttime triple action cbd formula is chef's kiss chef's kiss www.nextevonaturals oh sorry www.nextevo.com forward slash mpt to get 25 percent off your order use code mpt anyways um, yeah, I don't think CBD is uh, allowed, uh, uh, in Australia, but, um, but yeah, it is, it is good. And I would definitely recommend taking the CBD over antidepressants, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, anyways, Mover Nation, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, this is the Call Your Landry show. And, uh, I want to say thank you to all my, uh, Patreon supporters, all my supporters here on YouTube channel members. Remember the Sunday after Thanksgiving for channel members and Patreon supporters. We have our members only meet and greet that will be at 7 PM Eastern time on, uh, on the sun last Sunday of every month. We're going to do some cool stuff that's coming up. Uh, uh, audio Collier's AV club, the audio visual club, talk about some movies, talk about some, some documentaries. We'll all watch them. We'll all comment. It'll be fabulous. Um, also remember tomorrow, no live on Thursday. Next live will be on Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, sorry, at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Stay tuned for channel details. Uh, uh, I will post about it uh, so you guys can check. I'm revamping this live schedule per the YouTube's algorithms and fun things like that. Also, these lives will, will be disappearing and going into the members section after about 48 hours. So um, that will kind of be the thing. Uh, you'll see. Well, I'm figuring all this out with the channel as I continue to expand it and stuff. And new video going to be dropping tonight or tomorrow morning, probably tomorrow morning, uh, about Donna Adelson and this weird connection and uh, and Ruth Markell and her take on Donna Adelson. So check it out. Uh, on that note, Mover Nation, we get through another one. I'm Collier Landry, and uh, this is the Collier Landry Show. I'll see you in the next one. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. For exclusive content around this podcast, please consider supporting me via Patreon by going to collierlandry.com forward slash support. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please leave us a five-star review. If you want to see video episodes of this podcast, please check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash collierlandry. You can find links to additional resources in the show notes of today's episode. This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio. Copyright Collier Landry.